Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast. As a self-employed inventory professional, you may have experienced tough times in your business journey. I think we all have at some point or another, but certainly at the very beginning. But it really is essential to understand that you're not alone. We've been there, I've been there, plenty of people I speak to on a daily basis have been there, and every entrepreneur goes through uh, such tough times. So in this podcast, I thought it might be helpful to see if I can provide some inspiration, um, offer some guidance, and some ideas from my own personal experiences on how to get through these challenging times, because they are challenging. We're seeing a lot of change within the industry. We've got the rental reform bill going through. There's a lot of anxiety around exactly what that's going to look like and how that's going to impact the PRS. So from that point of view, it can be difficult sometimes to see the wood through the trees. I want to try and put some things together for you to hopefully help you to understand where you are, where you're going and to make your journey a little bit easier. Starting a small reporting service company, um, it's both exciting and equally challenging. And it definitely requires a lot of hard work, um, dedication, a lot of persistence in order to be able to exceed in this industry. However, from my point of view, if you've got the right mindset and a clear plan, you can really achieve your goals and create a quite a good and thriving business. So how do you do that? I mean, that's the question I get asked all the time. How do you actually get to that point where you're actually functioning as a business? So for me, it's taking it back down to basics, you know, looking at where your foundations are. And one of the first ones is about defining your niche. It's the first step in building your reporting services company or service, whether you're a sole provider or you're looking to be a much bigger um, service provider as you develop and grow. So you can identify the specific area of the market you want to target and also develop services that are tailored to meet the needs of that market. There's no point in just starting up and going, okay, I'm going to go do some uh, reports and not really think about it because you're going to fail. That is just how it is. You will fail because there's so much to do, so much to think about. So defining your niche is about understanding what does the market need and can you meet that need? And this will enable you to stand out from the competition and build a reputation as a specialist in your field. And that will really make you stand out when you're going to see your future clients and give them the reason to go with you as opposed to your competitor. To define your niche, you should consider your skills, um, what expertise you have and what experience you bring. What are you good at? What do you have experience in? And what the problems are you looking to solve for your clients? By answering these questions, what you're doing is you're identifying the specific area of the market where you, yourself, your service can add the most value. Because if you don't have experience, if you don't really understand what it is you're doing or you don't have a passion or something in your background that will help you build that service, then it's going to be quite difficult because then you're going to have to literally learn at every single step. Most people that come into this industry have a need or want based on experience. So 
for example, mine was based on the fact that I was a landlord, had a property, had a report done by an agent. It didn't stand up and I lost a lot of money and I thought, I can do better than this. And my experience working in the public sector, working um, in the realms of risk assessment, working with government bodies, meant I knew how things should be done and how to break them down to make sure that the output, the end experience, the report was the best that it could be. So that's how I worked out where my niche was and where I could solve a particular problem. And certainly that problem was the fact that the reports out there weren't good enough. They didn't protect me as a landlord. So the next step is about developing a business plan. Once you've defined your niche, you need to develop a plan, which effectively is a roadmap. It outlines your vision, it outlines the mission and your goals, as well as the strategies that you will use to achieve them. It should also include financial projections, how much you want to earn, how much you think you're gonna earn based on the cost of your reports and your service. Your marketing plans, how are you gonna tell people where you are? who you are, what you do, and also an analysis of your competitors. Find out what everybody else is doing. Because if you're looking at what they're doing, you can see where there's potential gaps. You can see where there's potential differences that you can exploit. And your business plan should be comprehensive. It should be well-researched. And the key thing for me is realistic. Don't think that you're going to be earning 60,000, 120,000 in your first year without having to do any work. That is not realistic. It just won't happen. It's gonna take hard work. So you should provide a clear picture of where you are now and where you want to be. And the key thing is here is how you're going to get there. And then that serves as a tool to attract um, investors if that's what you're looking for. Um, secure funding could even be something from either from a bank or you might get a, a business loan of type or get a, an angel investor or someone um, maybe from like a government grant where they will ask you, you know, what's your plan? How are you going to do this? And it also enables you to monitor your progress because if you know where you want to be, then you need to be able to monitor to see if you're actually achieving those goals, if you're actually getting to that point where you are making the kind of money, the, the providing the service and the level of detail that you want. So you need to be able to monitor that whole progress and a business plan will help you do that. Building your brand is how you communicate your company's values. And so understanding what your brand is going to look like, it's going to feel like, it's going to be perceived and taken in by your potential clients is what you need to communicate. You need to communicate that vision to the rest of the world, effectively, you, you know, your client base, everybody out there, especially on social media, because on social media, everybody sees you. Whether you're in the UK, whether you're in South Africa, America, in Europe, everyone will see you. So this should include your company name, the logo that you want to use, having a website, and all the marketing materials that help build that. And this helps build a strong brand, which is essential for establishing your credibility, attracting the type of customers you want to work with, and really standing out from the competition. To build your brand, you should start by defining your brand identity. So this includes your personality, your voice, your tone. And what I mean by tone is when you're speaking on social media, when you're speaking on LinkedIn or a video, how do you want to come across? Do you want to come across as very authoritative, very specific? Do you want to come uh, over as warm and engaging, uh, funny? How do you want people to perceive you? Because 
knowing your tone will help them connect with you. But sometimes that can be quite difficult. So you've got to think about it. Well, you know, what do you want from your uh, potential clients? Would you want the social media world to see you as someone who's authoritative, someone who's a subject matter expert, or someone who's a bit more lighthearted, but, you know, still being very engaging. So you need to be able to develop that brand strategy, your personality, and that outlines your messaging, your marketing channels, and also your target audience. You know, how do you want to actually talk to them? And finally, you should create a consistent brand experience. So at every single touch point, um, including your website, your social media channels, any of your marketing materials, everything is consistent. It says the same thing about you, about your service, all the time. So you're building that awareness constantly. Now, one of the definite key things you've got to think about is focusing on quality. It's essential in our service industry. You will not get very far if you don't have a quality product because you'll either get a very low fee for them and a lot of people won't take them, take you on as a provider or you'll struggle um, to get more clients on board. Your clients rely on you to provide accurate, detailed and timely reports. So in order to meet those expectations, you need to focus on delivering a high quality service, but also deliver that consistently. So that's every client, every report, every day, every week, every month, every year. And that way, then that builds that brand awareness about you being um, someone who's reliable, that they can actually go to get the job done and be very happy with that. So to achieve this, you definitely need to invest in training and development of both yourself and also as you grow, hopefully with your team, um, because not everybody will have the same skill set. Everybody requires a development at some point or another. I'm learning every single day. Um, I, I always am looking to see how can I improve? What do I know? What do I need to learn? Or equally, how can I impart what I do know? So investing in that time and training and your development will really pay dividends as you go um, through your service, as you build your business, as you start to get known within the industry. And you also need to develop robust quality control processes um, and use the latest technology and the tools to streamline your operations. That is why Inventory Base is so good at what it does. It gives you a lot of those tools that you need to be able to manage your process, manage your bookings, manage in, uh, your clients, your sharing of your reports, helping you audit those reports and keep on top of where you are and where you need to be. And one of those quality control processes would be an audit. So that is going through your reports on a daily basis um, to make sure that from a point of view of spelling, grammar, information, clear pictures, Everything is as you would expect it to be and you would like your clients to receive. Now, some people do a 10% audit. I prefer a 100% audit. 100% does take longer. I, I appreciate that. But one thing, certainly from a business owner point of view, what it does, it helps you understand what's going on in your business if you're not the person out there doing the report. So if you're working with self-employed clerks, you can keep an eye on the quality of the report. And if there's problems, you can get on top of them before the reports go out to the client. If they go out to the client and there's issues, well, they're already with the client, they've seen it, they might not be happy, um, they might feedback it, that feedback might not be positive, and then you've got to deal with it. So deal with it upfront, do you audit first. But talking about feedback, do seek feedback from your clients. 
because it helps you identify areas of improvement and then you can make changes that both benefit you as a provider and also to the client as well. They can see that actually you're taking on board what they're saying and you're trying to actually uh, make some changes that will be a positive step for them. I understand feedback sometimes is not always positive. It can feel a little bit like someone's attacking you and your capability, but you've got to spin it. You've got to look at it as an opportunity to learn and to grow. So take that feedback and go, okay, thank you very much. If you agree with it, that's fine. Say, okay, I see exactly what you're saying. Um, I'll make improvements and this is what we're going to do. If you don't agree, and you don't have to. There's nothing in the rule book that says you have to. I know they say customers king, this, that, and the other, but that is not necessarily the case. Not every single customer is right. But if you don't agree with that feedback, then say why. You know, push back. You can do that with authority, but also being very polite and professional. But if you don't agree, don't just change because a client says something and, and says, oh, I want you to. Because at the end of the day, it's your business as well. So think about, okay, do I agree? Do I not agree? Why don't I agree? What else can I do to help the client either understand my point of view or equally get them to the understanding that this is exactly how it needs to be and how it's going to protect them? So feedback is great. Take it on board, structure it, use it to train, use it to learn, but equally also use it to tell the client, well, actually no, I don't agree, and this is the reasons why. You can do that politely, but sometimes you need to stand your ground and be quite robust about it. And this kind of leads me into um, the next point about building a strong team. Your team is definitely your backbone of your reporting services. That is the same for any kind of company that has staff with it, and even more so when we're using self-employed clerks to help support your services because at the end of the day they don't necessarily have an allegiance or alliance to you as a service but you're still working with them and obviously you're still providing them work so there's a a clerk of a permission kind of relationship because obviously especially with ii35 you have to give them the ability to say yes i'll take that job or no i won't so how you treat your team of providers is very, very important because if you don't have their cooperation, if you don't have their respect, if you don't work with them, then they won't stick around for very long. So to succeed, you need to build a team of skilled, experienced and dedicated professionals. And they need to share your vision and mission. They, they need to understand what it is you're trying to do, the level of detail you want to impart, how you want to deal with your clients, and so they're all on board. If they're not, then maybe they're not the right fit for you. And there's nothing wrong in saying that because not everybody fits you know, your particular criteria, um, but you'll do yourself a service and also that particular person, that clerk, that uh, professional, uh, um, you'll do them a service by telling them that so they can okay make a conscious decision i can either get on board or say thanks very much but this is not for me and all of this requires investment in both your time how you recruit your training and also your retention strategies you know what you're going to do to be able to attract the right people retain them work with them and make them feel part and parcel of the team so think about, or if you're going to take someone on, how are you going to train them? Are you going to use infantry-based uh, academy to do that? Um, are you going to do your training yourself? What support do you need? What information do they need? How are you going to structure all of that? 
And one of the ways to build a very strong team is to define your company culture and understand what it is that you value and you want them to value. Um, This will help you attract candidates who share your vision and effectively are a good fit for your team. With the ongoing training and development, you need to make sure that you can grow and develop their skills. Now, even with self-employed clerks and professionals, you still need to be able to develop them. Show them if you've got a different way of working or there's a new feature or tool that Inventory Base has put out and that you want them to use for argument's sake, video. All my clerks now use video in order to record the testing of the alarms because it creates irrefutable evidence for the Um, testing of the alarms should that need to go to dispute or if that even needs to go to court say there's a fire at the property you can quite comfortably and categorically say yeah I did test the alarm there's a video you can hear it you can see me doing it sometimes when you're asking clerks to do things that maybe they don't always necessarily do you're going to have to teach them and train them so make sure that you think about these types of things then when you're asking them to do something do they know how to do it if they don't then put in place either a training module, something written or practical training so they understand it or pass them through to inventory base or the help sections to be able to understand it. And all of this creates a very positive work environment and it promotes collaboration. People will want to work with you. They will want to then think about you as a business that they want to be with. Then they'll start thinking creatively and they'll start to come to you with ideas and innovations at how we could do this better. And, you know, if we did it this way, then that would be a better outcome. So all of this creates that culture where you've got a strong team that are invested and are looking at the industry in the same way as you do. And then that's how you build a really good, stable business. But obviously, it's not just about the Clarks is not about the people that you work with. It's also about building strong relationships with your clients. And clearly, they're the lifeblood of your reporting services. If you don't have clients, then effectively you don't have a company, you don't have a service. So to succeed, you need to establish very strong relationships with your client base. And that should be done on both trust, respect, and that's mutual respect, and really good, clear and open communication. This does require a lot of investment in regards to your time, how you manage the the client relationship and the strategies you need in order to be able to understand what it is that you want to get from them and that you can also help to build so that they get in what they want from you. Talk to them, email them, meet up with them. Yeah, it's great to take them for a coffee if you get the time, but certainly, you know, pay attention to what they're saying, build that relationship. You don't have to have a friendship, but if you know um, their personalities, you know if you can be quite robust with them or if you need to be a little bit more caring or you're understanding whether their particular Uh, agency or own uh, client base is perhaps struggling because of impacts from the industry. If you know all this, then you can talk to them on the same kind of level. You can showcase that you're empathetic and that you really do understand what it means for them to be running their services and how you can benefit them. So all of this helps build that very strong relationship. And if you've got a good foothold, then that relationship is likely to continue for as long as you and they want it to. But with strong relationships, you also need a strong online presence. 
And certainly in today's digital age, it's essential for any type of business to have a very strong online presence. Um, and as we've already spoken about before, that's like your website, your active social media accounts and how you're uh, getting the information across it in regards to your tone, how you're writing them, and also how you're seen online in regards to your listings, your Google rankings. Your website should definitely be visually appealing, um, it, but equally it should be easy to navigate and provide all the necessary information about you and your services. So make sure you take time to optimise your site for the search engines so that the potential clients can find you easily when they're searching for inventory services in your area. And if you don't know how to do that, then invest in a service that will do that for you. And there's plenty that you can find and certainly in the local area and look to your local area as well, because it's great to support local. And there's loads of uh, one person companies that are doing these website services. They don't necessarily have to cost the earth, but do do your research to make sure that whoever it is you're working with really do understand what it is you want from them and how they understand the market. But this will take a lot of time um, from you in regards to having to build it. But of course, if you've got the skill to build it yourself, do so. As I mentioned before, social media can be a powerful tool for marketing. And in order to connect your business and your clients, you need to think about setting up accounts on all the popular platforms like Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, in order to be able to share your content, making sure that it's valuable content, it's interesting, you're, gonna, you're giving something back, you're not just selling, selling, selling to them. And engage them with how you can I don't know, improve their services, um, talk about legislation, um, talk about um, things that were important to them, because that all helps build the relationship and it helps establish trust. And make sure you list on all the online directories. So obviously you want to make sure that you get as high on the ranking as Google as you can. You've got loads of other options out there in regards to how you can be seen. Um, so Facebook and certainly LinkedIn and Twitter seem to be the main ones. Instagram, because it obviously is uh, visual, it's great, but you've got to be careful because you don't want to be putting pictures on your account that may showcase a client's property and breach their trust or breach GDPR. So do be a bit careful with Instagram. All of that said, all these listings will help um, potential clients both find you, it improves your online visibility, and then that creates credibility, but keep those messages consistent. Like I said, find your tone, decide who you want to be on your social media channels, and don't necessarily go for a persona that isn't relatable to you. So if you're more of a serious kind of person, there's nothing wrong with being serious, but you know, bear in mind that some people are and some people are not, so you've got to measure that. But equally, if you're a very funny person, what you think is funny and what other people might think is funny may differ. So think about that. Think how any message you put out would be potentially seen by a client, a potential user, or other industry professionals. So always think about what it is you're saying, write it, come back to it, think about it again and before you put it out. And if you're not quite sure, you know, talk to some of your uh, peers, some of your counterparts, some other people in the industry. We've got a Facebook group uh, with Inventory Base Academy, which is a support hub, which is closed. And, you know, you could put ideas there, say, you know, what would you think about it? Or if I said this, how would you feel about it? And, you know, bounce some ideas around because we've all been there. 
we're all quite unsure when we first start out and sometimes we don't always get it right so use all of the support mechanisms that you've got available to you to kind of get that tone get that message right and then you'll be able to make sure that when people look and hear you they are getting the right message the message that you want them to receive offering exceptional customer services is a no-brainer it's what you've got to do that is the whole point of our service you've got to be very clear on that because you can create the best report in the world but if the customer service isn't there then the likelihood is that you'll you'll maybe do one or two and it won't go forward from there on in and then you haven't really got a business so the success of your business will certainly come down to the level of customer service you provide when clients are choosing your inventory services they're trusting you to provide an accurate and comprehensive report they're trusting you to have the keys to the property they're trusting you on your integrity in regard to how you conduct yourself and how you manage situations so make sure you communicate clearly and effectively with the clients um, and that's throughout the whole inventory process and listen carefully to their needs and concerns you know take the time to address the questions that they may have sometimes the questions might be like well really you should know that or they might be questions you actually haven't thought about before take the time to think about them get back to the client give them advice give them support give them guidance because this all helps build that relationship and then also follow up with clients after the inventory report has been delivered. Ensure they're satisfied with the service you've provided, certainly at the very outset, just so that if there's any tweaks, any changes you need to make, you're already there doing that and making sure that any issues or concerns, you know, you're taking immediate action and you're trying to resolve them or at least providing an alternative or an option or equally, if they don't need resolving, it's just maybe the customer's not looking at it quite the right way. You can advise and guide them. You can train them. And again, going back to what I said earlier, just because they're your customer, it doesn't mean they are right. It doesn't mean they know everything. Equally, we don't know everything. I don't know everything. But I take my time to look at it and I take my time to think about it. And then I get back to them and I always give them a very well-rounded um, reply, including any advice, any guidance and any uh, options that I think actually that would be a better alternative for them. So always think about that. If you do so, providing exceptional customer service not only builds a loyal client base, it establishes you as a someone that people want to work with in the industry and it gives you a positive reputation. Things like word of mouth referrals are really powerful in the service industry and happy clients are more likely to recommend your businesses to others. And equally, if for any reason things aren't going well, that word of mouth can cause you a problem going forward if that service level hasn't been great, they haven't had a good experience and you're getting negative feedback. So always think about that. This naturally goes into my next point about staying informed and also adaptable. The inventory industry is constantly evolving. Um, we've got new technologies and regulations emerging all the time. Inventory base is always looking at new potential tools and features, often in response to the changing in the actual industry itself, like the Renters Reform Bill. We're going to see a lot of changes where Section 21 is removed, landlords, ombudsmen coming in, and different ways of potentially working, including the fact that a tenancy 
will be no longer fixed. It will be periodic. So therefore, a tenant could move every two months should they want to. So that brings up a whole raft of questions, queries, potential hurdles, but also potential options for us to think about. So this allows you to stay competitive and provide the best possible service to your clients by thinking ahead, looking what's coming up on the horizon and going, okay, what can I do about this? So it's essential to stay informed and adaptable. So how do you do that? That's probably the question you're now asking yourself. How do I know what's going on? My advice is attend industry events, go to conferences that are letting an estate agent uh, focus and centric. Stay up to date with the latest trends and best practices. Um, you get loads and loads of information coming out from industry bodies like Property Mark, uh, Good Lord, uh, Fix Flow. You've got loads of stuff in the media in regards to property industry, I, letting agent today. There is a whole plethora of information constantly being thrown at you. You just gotta listen and read. Obviously, the ultimate information point would be the government, because if it's legislation, then that's how it's got to be. But then we sometimes got to interpret that. So that's where people like Property Mark, who kind of sit there and go through everything and work it out and go, OK, well, this is what we think we mean and this is how we could tackle it. That's a huge resource. Similarly, with the National Residential Landlords Association, because obviously they're focused on landlords. So they're looking at uh, the legislation maybe from a slightly different angle, but the information that they get and give to their uh, both their client base, to their membership, to the association and to the wider industry is definitely well worth keeping an eye on. So also network with other inventory clerks and providers and, and talk to other industry professionals and build relationships and share knowledge. A lot of people when you start in this industry think, I can't share. It's like the sweetie jar effect, as I call it. It's my sweetie jar. That's, they're my smarties. They're my knowledge base. I don't want to share that with anybody else in case you take them. But what I've found, certainly in my experience over the last 11 years, is that the more you share, actually, the more you get back. And people like the fact that they can then talk to you, that they feel able to share with you. And they might say something that you just don't know anything about. Or you might know some about and then you can tell them and then update their knowledge and then you'll find that they will work with you. Doesn't mean you're going to lose your sweetie jar. What it does mean, from my point of view, is you're going to increase the amount of sweets you have in that jar and then you've got the ability to share with whom and when you want to and then get also the same kind of thing back. So just think about that. In order to extend your knowledge, invest in your training. We have Inventory Base Academy constantly talking, which is why I'm here talking to you now. But we're also uh, looking at what other education points we can help you to improve your skills and expand your service offerings. So this could be the fact that you're offering something like uh, Legionella Risk Assessment. So we've got a resource for that. Or you're looking to do uh, risk assessments um, for fitness for human habitation. Again, we've got a resource for that. So by offering specialised services over and above your normal inventory, your interim, your checkout reports, it means you can extend your potential offerings, you can differentiate yourself from your competitors, and then you can adapt to what the market is telling you. So a key example of this is decent home standards. Even though it's not featured in the Renters Reform Bill at the moment, 
it will be. So if we have a decent home standard, we're going to need to know, well, what does that mean? And then, of course, how do we then showcase that? How do we evidence that that property is safe and decent for someone to live in? So this says to me, there's a whole educational point that we need to look at to say, well, what does this mean? Once we obviously get the information, which we don't have at the minute, but I know it's coming. How do we then package that up into a service that can be relied on, can be used and can prove and evidence that that property is decent and safe? And then finally, be willing to adapt your business practices as you need to change with the times. You need to change with your clients and with the industry as a whole. You can't just stay still. If you don't want to do anything more than just providing an inventory service and that's it and you're happy there, then that is absolutely fine. But if you want to build your business, you need to stay informed, you need to be adaptable and you need to be able to position yourself so that you can actually maximise the potential for longer term success. Now, the last bit I'm going to talk about is about support and thoughtfulness, because often we forget about ourselves. We forget about our own struggles and we forget that. Yes, we're providing a service, but we also got to look after ourselves and we've also got to think about, well, what do we need and how are we going to manage um, and allow yourself to feel the emotions that come with that because it is a struggle. And that's what I was kind of saying at the very beginning of the podcast, saying, well, it is difficult. It's not an easy thing to do to set up a business, to run a service, to deal with all these different facets of the structure you need to, to be able to deliver a quality service to your clients. So, you know, it can get emotional, it can get difficult, and some people can process better than others and, and deal with situations better than others. But it doesn't mean that we don't all struggle at some time. Remember, you're not alone. There's loads of other industry clerks either have been in your shoes or are walking in your shoes right now so reach out to a friend reach out to a family member or a fellow entrepreneur someone like me um, who's been through those types of times who can understand and also help you gain perspective and give you a bit of support and often we fail to focus on the things that we can control we just focus on the stuff that we can't and then we get more anxious as we go along it's easy to get caught up in the things that are out of our controls. So things like changes to the economy, the, rate, the rising of rents, um, the rate changes, the competition, unexpected events like we've just been through the last few years and where we're at the moment. What I would say is focus on the things you can control. Think about your marketing efforts, how you can build your client relationships, um, look at your personal development and look at all the positive things that can help you move forward and make progress in your business so that you've got control over those parts. That will then make you feel a lot better and make you feel that you know, you've got some stability and it will kind of take that anxiety level down. And then sometimes you've got to step back from your business and evaluate it. So reflect on the things that have been working well for you and also the areas that need improvement. Do you have any opportunities for growth? Can you diversify your business? Can you offer new services or products that your clients are looking for or, or you're seeing them expanding and you could potentially add to your service levels and to create effectively a new target market? So have a look at all of those and just deal with the stuff that you know you can deal with because the stuff that you can't deal with, all you're doing is getting quite anxious about it and it's not going to change. So focus on what you can change and that will certainly help. In conclusion, starting and building a successful inventory reporting service can be challenging. There's no doubt about that. 
But with the right mindset, with the right strategy, it's very possible to run a very successful service. So some of the key steps to follow include defining your niche, building a strong brand, developing a comprehensive business plan, establishing a strong online presence, offering exceptional customer service, and staying informed and adaptable. And remember, building a successful business takes time. It takes effort and a lot of persistence and patience. So try and keep your eye on the end goal and don't be afraid to seek help and guidance when needed. With these tips and a strong work ethic, you can really give yourself the best possible chance of success in the initial setup phase and beyond and grow the business that you can be proud of. I hope that's of help. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.